Hi Sandra, how are you doing? Hi, hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Doing all right. How about you? I'm doing well. It's a very uh, nail-biting evening. Um, it's a very it's... close election. It's very decisive, and uh, this time there are a lot of things that are different because of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Hundred million people voted before election day, and just fifty uh, million left. About fifty to sixty million, so majority has already voted, and uh, right. that probably has decided the winner already. So let's talk about that wow. today. Definitely, definitely, brother. I mean, before we get into all of that, I want to uh, introduce everybody to you. So Faith is an old friend of mine, guys, and he's also, I mean. Not old friend, no, 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 no. Last year, no. Technically, not old friend, <laughs> but long time yeah, yeah. friend. Technically, because yeah. like we've known each other for a long time. He's a debater and uh, model winner as well. But uh, right now, a big supporter of the Trump campaign. So I, I was really interested, you know, with, uh, with your stories, man. Like all these past few weeks and months. Like I mean, I, uh, I, I like to keep my personal opinion out of today. But like I'll, you know, uh, talk uh, on that a little bit as well. Uh, but you know, today is yeah. all about you. And what you think? Okay. So, for the benefit of uh, all uh, the the audience here, so tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, man, and like like what why why the uh, presidential election means a lot to you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I am Faith, and as Sandro said, um, I met Sandro sometime back about three years ago. But then uh, we became friends um, at uh, NYMUN, I think. Uh, both Definitely. of us were. Both of us were chairpersons, so uh, that's when we actually became friends. And uh, I've been following Sandro's show, I think, ever since day one. I join in whenever I can, and uh, there are some interesting things, and uh, a lot for young people especially. Um, so today, I know this is not a very catchy topic with young people, but um, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of you out there wondering now that we are all in lockdown. You're probably just going to tune into this and just you know uh, maybe you'll learn something out of it. So why this election means to me a lot is because one thing it means a lot to all of us. We may not realize it. Um, the president of the United States, uh, it's 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 a really big deal. He is one of the people who will decide the fate of the world. He has the nuclear football just by his side. When he goes to, when he walks into a room, the nuclear football accompanies him. The launch codes. When he travels, he has the nuclear football. So, the fate of all seven billion people on the planet. He's one of the people who will decide that. Emphasis so, on faith. I, what? Emphasis on faith. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> the faith so, of you know. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I went to like the faith of uh, billion, billions of people. Rely yes, on yes. exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, I know I, I didn't get it though. It's fine. Glories, uh, yeah. So um, it really means a lot to all of us. I know. I know. Uh, as of late, with technology, I, I was really surprised. A lot of people who follow me, a lot of people on my feed, they keep asking me technical questions about the election, and I was like, wow. So a lot of people read a lot about this. And they know a lot about the electoral college. They have a different system, and I think people have realized the stakes of this election, especially the young crowd, uh, because Donald Trump's presidency has been um, pretty different compared to his predecessors. And the 
power of the presidency has been manifested big time to the world during his presidency what he can do and we saw uh, at one point there was we were on the verge of a world war people were talking about it and there were things like that so i think it should matter to all of us uh, everyone needs i mean you don't have to be you know like me you know investing everything all of your time on it but then you need to know what's happening around you um you need to know if you are whether your views uh whether a person who's in the in office you know this is democracy you know it may not be a person you like it may not be the right person that's a problem with a lot of americans against donald trump they call him a dictator he but that's democracy you have to face it he may not represent your ideals but we need to know uh who it is we need to know how our lives depend on it if we are business people if we are students if we are planning to migrate to the united states how foreign policy works how we are going to be affected the stakes are really big for everyone uh, just that a lot of people don't realize it so yeah that's that wow wow thank you so much man for that lovely uh i don't know introduction and i want to say thank you for the guys joining in on the comments thank you doji the jeevanta uh jeevanta that was doji the officer <laughs> and doji uh, the says kanji uh, for president make uh, wap the national anthem kim k the first lady that sounds like a good america i don't know that's a conversation for another day <laughs> honestly man but like thank you so much faith for that uh, lovely introduction i mean what you said was totally true you know he walks into a room he has a nuclear football and he, uh, he basically it's it's held as one of the most uh, no actually not one of the uh, the most powerful position in the world that is being the president of the united states and it's something that's conventional it's something that's uh, that's been uh, carried on for years and it's still there uh, despite the changes despite the fluctuations in the foreign policy i mean it's pretty much the same but you know the growth you could say of the foreign policy uh, but uh, my next question to you is as sri lankans now obviously this this answer is quite uh, very easy uh, but as yeah. sri lankans why do you think it's uh, relevant to us uh, the united states election i mean obviously it's like you said relevant to the whole world but like us as sri lankans you know like uh, you and me like the general people and in sri lanka or like even, even the uh, even if you take sri lanka as a country why does the us presidential election matter to us yeah very important question because we are a country we are a developing country we are an emerging economy and these p5 nations the especially the economic superpowers in the world uh the person who gets to occupy the top seat in those countries it really matters a lot um well i think um the presidency uh, how sri lanka was greatly affected by the donald trump presidency one reason is the exchange rate we saw every country in the world their exchange rates were just the value of their currencies just plummeted because the the us dollar gained value like you know no matter how well we did with trade no matter what we did uh right with our economies the us dollar was getting stronger and stronger uh that is because of the nationalist pro america america first um you know uh, economic policy everything was america is at the nucleus we devote everything to america if there's something left over well then okay we'll see about that so that was how everything was working so and the other thing is now uh, sri lanka has been having a very neutral foreign policy uh, we are one of those few countries we are friends with russia we are friends with china we are friends with india we are friends with pakistan we are friends with america we don't have enemies anywhere in the world 
the only time we actually did have a few foes, a few people who weren't uh, were a little hostile to us was in the aftermath of the civil war here in Sri Lanka. Uh, a few Nordic countries in uh, northern Europe uh, and Germany. Um, all of these countries, a few of these countries came together um, with a resolution against Sri Lanka. Uh, so when such a resolution comes about in the Human Rights Council or wherever it is, the support of the US for that resolution or them being against it, that matters a lot. Because if the United States is also against us, then we are going to have a lot of other enemies. Um, because um, foreign policy is a very polarizing matter in our times. Uh, a lot of politics more than policy nowadays where foreign policy is concerned. So for Sri Lanka, main the the uh, the main aspects that affect us are trade, global peace and defense, and um, maybe not now, but if we were in in a situation of war, well, definitely uh, foreign aid, um, armament, uh, in terms of you know a training for our military, we we did have a lot of help from a lot of countries, and the U.S. played a big role. Uh, but if you towards um, the latter part of the war. Uh, there were allegations, there were certain media networks, the liberal media, they were reporting that there were massive war crimes happening in our country. Well, I'm going to be really bold here. I'm just going to say Sri Lanka is one of the countries that has committed perhaps, you know, you can't prevent war crimes. It's, it's just you need to be pragmatic. But probably the least, the least amount of war crimes happening during a period of a 30-year-old war, right? This is not a short you know, um, boy, it's a long lasting conflict. And just towards the latter part, there were a few uh, incidents, but the other side, they killed more civilians, more Sri Lankan civilians, Sri Lankan citizens who wanted peace were killed. Um, so back then, the United States at first, they made, they said, we are going to be neutral. We are not going to get involved in this. We are not going to support Sri Lanka because there's evidence. And that made that anti-Sri Lanka faction in the United Nations stronger. It only made them stronger and they were able to rally around other countries because China, when it comes to, uh, the, the other thing is China and Russia, these countries are not, the, are not in the Human Rights Council. So back, uh, the United States is no longer in the Human Rights Council, but back then they had huge influence on um, our country and how it works. And with these resolutions comes sanctions, economic sanctions, uh, movement of labor, immigration. Uh, our country was just getting slaughtered. Um, but luckily, it came to an end. Uh, several countries were bold enough uh, to come defend us. And we were able to prove we agreed. Um, we had a great uh, attitude towards that, the government of Sri Lanka back then. Uh, they decided um, we must not go to collide, we must not go to fight with them. Um, instead, we calmed it out. But in case the wrong man is in the White House, uh, the wrong guy, a person, with, a person who can be influenced by anti-Sri Lankan forces, um, we are in danger. So that's how Speaking it affects our country. Definitely. Well. Speaking of influence, uh, what do you have to 
mentioned about so now i while agreeing to everything that you said uh, while i'm sorry understanding to that uh, i also ask you uh, about uh, so now speaking of influence mike pompeo uh, visited sri lanka just a few days ago and uh, I, i have a personal uh, doubt as well whether the uh, western province curfew was not imposed after he came and left <laughs> uh, but uh, but that is something we talk about later uh, but no what what does this uh, have to do with uh, the influence that you know, we talk about that and what is uh, the secretary of state's uh, intervention or, or like a visit to sri lanka uh have to do foreign policy because so far we have uh, uh so far i mean at, at, at least by word uh, sri lanka has said that we have an foreign policy but the action of course don't really show that uh but uh could you give me the add on to that so what does this uh, mean you know like and we got the chinese embassy posting a certain tweet also and right. you know like as opposed to the uh, uh, the uh, uh, visit of the secretary of state so what does this mean and also uh, like uh, along with that maybe you could add on to what do you think about uh, mahindra rajapaksa uh, not being uh, present uh, not being very uh, i mean this was uh, uh, said by vimal veerwans uh, later on after he had left uh, and he was not very really inclined to uh, visit uh, or to see or meet the uh, secretary of state so all of these combined brother what is your stance and what do you think about it look the first thing is when i heard of this invitation and uh, when i heard of this visit i was just shocked i was taken by surprise there's an election happening in their own country in one week right and the entire and uh, by the way it was though it was just the secretary of state coming here um the secretary of defense mark esper he was he stayed back in india and a huge uh, a high power delegation you call them a top delegation with the top people um as well as some cia officials there were people like that in that delegation and of course yes where uh, the prime minister is concerned uh, he did not meet uh, with the secretary of state i think the main reason is i don't know if it was an issue of practicality or scheduling because he arrived in sri lanka 6 hours behind schedule he was late and he had to leave early because he had to be back in the united states momentarily because there's an election happening and there was another summit he attended in the white house soon after so i i i mean i'm not going to be controversial on that uh but something wasn't right about that visit um and the fact that the greatest amount of time was spent in sri lanka when there were countries like india uh you know one of america's biggest allies as of now um they just spent a few hours there and they came here um he spent the night here in sri lanka uh we did not see an itinerary or a schedule which usually we get uh, it's released to the media so we don't know who he actually met or he didn't meet that was actually he, released like uh, during the day and not not prior as well like, i don't know if you saw that but i mean yeah. it was also like a general thing yeah it was it wasn't yeah. uh, usually when uh, the itinerary is very uh, very specific where they meet at what time they meet exactly. who are the people because when the secretary of state comes every person who meets him in that room they need to carry out a background check right so they go to the nitty gritties of all of it uh, so that was odd the timing of the visit itself and the other being the chinese i uh, one thing is i think the chinese delegation that arrived two weeks prior and a new ambassador being posted to sri lanka a chinese ambassador um i think uh they felt 
uh, they would lose some opportunity. They would have had if the Chinese delegation didn't come here. Um, and as you know, it's 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 not. Um, uh, there's no need to talk about you know um, the China, uh, the U.S. and China in the midst of a trade war. You know, it's 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 just. Um, I don't know if it's damaging. I think it's damaging to the global economy as a whole. But definitely, bro. The, yeah. The, he just said, China is a predator. So, um, my personal opinion, if you want to know, I think China is a predator. I think China, look, when other countries lend to countries like the IMF or the World Bank or the Asian Development Bank, they calculate this ratio called the debt to GDP ratio. That means GDP is how much we produce in our country, the value of our economy, and how much by giving this loan, how much do we add up to the debt? You need to make sure when you lend, it's the basics of lending, you need to know that the country is able to pay back the loan. But China doesn't do that. China just, oh, we'll, we'll just give you this much, we'll give you that much. No, they don't assess the creditworthiness of the country and we are in the midst of a pandemic. The economy is slowed down, right? There are, we, we, we have difficulties in paying back, plus we have a heap of loans that we've accumulated over time. So, um, if, if, if some of your viewers, y'all can just check out the Chinese money trap. There was a very famous video that was circulating everywhere. The Chinese money trap. You need to, you need to take a look how China, because China knows that they cannot, uh, you know, they don't have uh, the military power that the United States has. Uh, like they, and they don't have the diplomatic, um, you know, advantage of, you know, intervening in human rights situations and then taking over that country, which the United States has done, you know, when there's a war going on, they just go, they just invade the place. China cannot do that. So China realized, they seized the opportunity. They realized our economy is good. We have cheap labor, we can manufacture, we can dump all of our cheap products that people that domestic products cannot compete with. And we can, we can widen our trade surplus. We earn more money out of it. What we can do is we can further cripple these countries and take over them by giving loans from the money we earn at very low interest rates, no background checks. They don't care if the government is corrupt or whether you know there are commission payments, intermediary payments in between. So I think one thing is the United States naturally, whichever the government that was in the United States, I think when they lend something like $500 million overnight just to a country like us. Um, I think they, they are concerned. And the other thing is, um, with this, it will lower the chances of Sri Lanka signing the MCC agreement because there are terms and conditions to be met. And now we are getting stifled with COVID-19 and the economy. Uh, so yes, I think uh, there are a few odd things about this visit. But I think it's mainly to do with Chinese, the Chinese delegation and to just inquire as to why the MCC is delayed. It's been a while since that was proposed. So, yeah. Definitely. I think the uh, pointers definitely, the, the uh, markers definitely point that way. Faye, thank you so much. So, uh, th there's now uh, coming to actually one of the uh, most controversial points that I think everybody was waiting for. Is, uh, so I'm going to shoot at you. So you're a, you're a big fan of uh, Donald Trump. So uh, I'm going to, I mean, definitely, we've had this conversation you know, about LGBTQ mm -hmm. rights, etc. 
I mean, I, I respect your opinion, man. But like for the audience, you know, for uh, you know, for you to put it out there, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And uh, so the, this is uh, these are about the controversial points. You know, Trump has been portrayed in a very, I mean, he has portrayed in a very different sense. But I'm going to uh, word it in this way, bro. Because uh, before that, uh, for everybody, I uh, like the uh, comment section. It's pretty fun. Uh, okay. A lot of I think I think your friends uh, uh, here. Uh, love love to have you all here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you have questions, guys, you can all always drop it in the questions because like it's all going zing zing zing, and I, I it's very hard to uh, questions up. We have get a minimum of three questions before we wrap up. So why? Uh, so, Pete, uh, um, I want to ask you: Trump has been a sexist, right? And uh, he's also he's also been called uh, a person because of you know the way he. Uh, now, something we have to understand, everybody, and, and I mean, if you would agree, is that he has a ball for policy. He has this uh, uh, vibe and his fire, and that, that has actually gotten him to build empires and America as you know, done much better compared to other economies, uh, other previous economies. There, it's very subjective. What I just said, there are a lot of uh, points that involve it, but uh, in this uh, like, part of that, that is. But this is directly foreign policy that uh, Trump himself embeds, right? He has called out. Uh, he he has uh, uh, put down women. He has put down LGBTQ. Uh, I mean, indirectly, of course, right? Uh, what he says because he's gone. He's gone a lot of script as well uh, compared to uh, what he's supposed to say, even in rallies, even in. Uh, I mean, that that's actually a good thing and a bad thing because that makes him spontaneous. That makes him. At the same time, prone to more errors because he's speaking to the world. So a lot of things, a lot of variables here. But then he has been named these things as well. So uh, what do you have to say? I mean, and recently because of the coronavirus pandemic as well, uh, with COVID nineteen, he, he uh, implicitly now, if you take the wording, he implicitly suggested that uh, injecting uh, disinfectants may cure. I mean, he, he made a remark, you know, uh, that you know went on the world as well. I mean. Uh, see, we have to understand uh, on the both sides. Uh, Faith, I'm going to like make it very clear to everybody yeah, before yeah, we yeah. Get, get started on that uh, conversation. That is, one is that he's a world leader, and he's, you know what he says is very easily interpreted uh, and in different ways by different people. But at the same time, I also believe that Trump does have a responsibility to speak a little differently and to speak. Uh, and he could have done better in in wording how we word about the uh, American military uh, recruiting the uh, not recruiting LGBTQ. Persons of the LGBTQ, and you know, certain policies, how we put them out, how we worded them, especially on his tweets, could have uh, been uh, differently worded. But at the same time, you know, like so many, uh, so many people had that question as well. You know, like he's been throwing out comments like this, you know, and like for the past many years, and like, are we looking for another four or five years of uh, the same uh, racist, uh, anti-feminist, and uh, uh, anti-LGBTQ policies and uh, remarks uh, from? I mean, he 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 even uh, like what happened with his daughter, etc. So many things. I'm looking forward to this, and how uh, will we see this happening? What do you think? Right. Number one, the I'll 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 cross out the ones that are easier to cross out first. Ones that okay. I can completely wipe out. Yeah. Trump is not anti-LGBT. I disagree with some of the things, uh, some of Donald Trump's policies as well. Donald Trump is the only president who openly. Carried an LGBTQ flag at a presidential campaign before he became president. Right? There's a picture. There's a very famous picture of him, and one of his chiefs of staff 
is he he's gay right and um, even his husband both both of them have been invited to his rallies they've been in the white house they've been working for him and he is definitely not anti lgbtq and the other thing is he was a tv star he was a businessman right um, first of all he con- he contested from the republican party which is a conservative uh, right wing party and none of us even we did not think he'll be, he'll con- he'll govern as conservatively as we thought he will because he was a tv star he was a businessman and they really don't stick by ideals you know that's the truth and he is not anti lgbtq that's that's completely wrong people try to portray him in that way uh, in fact joe biden who's from the other side um well it was during his vice presidency the presidency of obama that um, homosexuality was legalized gay marriage was instituted joe biden you can go to uh, one of the vice presidential debates before joe biden became vice president uh, when he was debating back then the republican um, nominee which was sara palin um joe biden said marriage can only be between a man and a woman right he said um senator obama no i not, none of us neither of us believe that um two people of the same gender can enter into a covenant of marriage he clearly said that so donald trump has never said anything like that and he has people uh, who are of the lgbtq community who are uh, who work for him uh, there is a campaign called uh, the pride for trump gays for trump and all that right uh, it's a little deviated from the party platform which is a conservative party uh, but he's donald trump right he is bigger than the party people vote donald trump and not the republican party coming to sexism um i'm just asking this question from whoever that calls him a sexist the lowest unemployment for women in the united states of all time since its founding has been during the presidency of donald trump and in 2016 he was contending the would be first female president of the united states 52% of women voted for donald trump right and not theirs going to be president to be hillary clinton right um i i these are th- this is a media rhetoric you know the media is very powerful especially in the united states if you are a conservative if you are someone who sticks by tradition if you are someone who's a little old school if you say you are a racist you are a misogynist you are a sexist that's how you do it and you completely shut those people down which is again the reason why he's so aggressive on twitter the words he uses because if not for those words he wouldn't get attention right when he uses those words the first headline of the morning on cnn is so trump yelled at the media wait yeah. just just to interject over there but what about now this progressive uh, uh, like being progressive is good it gets attention definitely but like and, and i like that about him as well but the thing is he could have uh, uh, what do you say object sharpened i mean i don't know if this wording makes sense sharpened his progressive uh, way of implying something don't you think so like you know some things are you know outrightly said a little too bluntly sometimes don't you think uh, so i think you will realize the donald trump who was running for president the billionaire his rhetoric and president donald trump has changed a lot i mean that has there, there is a clear distinction between those two but 
people actually voted for this guy he used to say some horrible things some miserable things before people said That's we big. are tired of political correctness we don't care about hillary hillary is well spoken but hillary hasn't been telling us the truth hillary has been in government for 40 years she has been lying she has been deleting emails she has been betraying our country we need a change we need a guy who's like us the the general american that's how they speak at home that's how they'll react to something that's happening when when taxes are increased how do you think uh, a shop owner reacts that's how he reacts that's how you know the other thing is donald trump the businessman has been a very vicious guy let's be honest right to survive in business to survive in new york you need to be vicious and he has been telling uh it for a long time if you come after me i come after you i slit your throat i kill you and that's the only way i can survive you know i can't just silence you because with the media you cannot end an argument if you start an argument it goes on forever they are going to keep hammering you every day right which has been happening for the past 4 years if you watch cnn you know they just hate donald trump um whenever he accomplishes something they're like oh this is a distraction there are many more important things they they've never given him credit for anything he has done right every president has done something good if you look at the media they've always tried to discredit him and people don't like the politicians filter the statesmanship the diplomacy um there's probably a reason why people voted for it and um there is this slogan in the trump campaign which is let trump be trump because that's what made him president right um when people said uh, when his advisors told him you know mr trump you need to tone down your rhetoric this is not going to work when you when you're running for office trump said no i'm not going to change who i am this is who i am if the people like who i am they'll vote for me i don't want people to expect someone who's not me to serve them you know because i can't you know i don't that's the thing about trump you know he's very direct he's going to be himself and i think people like that more than a politician who's trying to be uh, politically correct to sound nice and diplomatic i think people are tired of it which is why he was elected wow thank you so much uh, brother and i think uh, uh, a lot of so I, before we move on but i would like to just uh, remark that is comment section uh thank you for the comments guys i don't know if it, are these uh, people are, are they your friends yes yes most of oh, them all right are. okay okay they they're all good all good uh cuz uh, cuz no i i always protect the uh, integrity of my speakers and i really did, i didn't like some of the words that were spoken but uh, as long oh, as yeah, they your know, friends <laughs> you you know you know you know sandro if if you set out to be liked again something you can learn from trump if you yeah. set out to be you you can never go you know you can't climb to the top you know you can't pay attention there's good there, there are going to be trolls they are going just just ignore them and you know say it been doing that so far uh, all good brother so thank you so much for joining brother and uh, once again and for the people who are watching as well thank you for joining uh, so i'd like to tell that we are taking in a few questions and uh, uh, that is we have uh, just a few minutes before we wrap up so i'll uh, give the opportunity for two questions and we already have a few questions here so let me shoot it at you brother and by the way uh, thank you for that uh, perspective on things as well uh, i was uh, yeah. i actually wanted to i mean i i, I think uh, i don't agree or disagree because i think there's good and there's bad but uh, what i just believe is brother that if we can uh, so i mean so it would be my life it's not always not this uh, 
uh, not this uh, usual show to uh, host controversial topics like this. But today is a different episode, guys. Normally, it's about interviewing people and telling people stories so that you at home yeah. can get inspired. And but this is actually different. And I, I was actually yeah. very enthusiastic because I, my uh, uh, diplomatic or, or what do you say, the researcher, educator side, I don't put it out on social months. I mean, it's nice to get back to it as yeah. well. So uh, something that I wanted to uh, ask, uh, uh, tell actually, brother, is that uh, I want to thank you for like uh, coming in and adding this value. And uh, before we move on to the final, the, the questions that I want to ask yeah. you as well. Uh, I think uh, yeah, we have some questions in. Apologies. Right. Cool. I think this is a very great question. Why is USA overpowered? I think he means uh, you know, uh, uh, power in general. Um, uh, has more power than the uh, other P5s. I mean, this is a very obvious answer. But then, yeah, why don't you go ahead, brother? Yeah, let's let's clarify that. Um, so yeah. number one is, you know, a lot of things are subjective. Um, you know. Usually, when compared with the other P5s, if you take um, the record on human rights, right, you need to. I, th I think that's one of the main reasons where uh, the United States has an advantage. Uh, but the reason why I, I think the United Kingdom has a better record. Um, I think France and several other countries, maybe not necessarily just the P5, but let's take the top ten countries, right? You take the G7, or in general, the reason why America is so powerful. Number one is their military might, um, and then secondly, it's the diplomacy. I think they've been losing out. That part of America has been eroding, which is a drawback of the Trump presidency. Uh, the soft power that they had to appeal countries, right? Um, I, I think that that part of um, uh, the the identity of the U.S. that identity of the U.S. is eroding bit by bit. Uh, the diplomacy, the peacemaking, you know, um, thing. Um, because, you know, China is a communist country um, and Russia is recovering from communism and they've had a pretty bad track record. And even now, there's a lot of authoritarianism, a lot of centralized power with the executive um, alone. And then if you take the United Kingdom, it's probably because it's a monarchy. Um, it it, it doesn't uh, classify as an ideal democracy. Um, so I think now, if you take the United States, there are things that now currently the House um, is held by the uh, a, a portion of the legislative branch is held by the Democrats, uh, which is the opposition, uh, Trump's opposition, and so checks and balances, right? Uh, so America, the the system, uh, the uh, division of powers between the legislative, the executive, and the judiciary. I think it's one of the most uh, perfect examples in the world, the, the division of power, because unlike in countries like ours, it's not easy to amend the constitution. Um, you know, the provincial councils, what we call the state houses, three-fifths of the entire country's state houses need to amend and um, agree to a change in the constitution to amend these things. So that's a tough thing. Yes, yes. So that's a whole other issue. We'll not get to that about yeah. federalism. Uh, so um, America is actually seen as one of the 
uh, per, uh, a near perfect democracy uh, of course it's uh, you know interventions in foreign countries it's uh, its activities in conflict zone yes those things are uh, you know they they are clearly not uh, you know siding with their uh, stated policy of human rights and protecting rights of people uh, but then in comparison to the others i i think that soft power um, as well as the economic and the military power all of that combined i think um, i think that's that's how that makes a lot of sense brother thank you so much and i'd like to end uh, up with one of the uh, questions by uh, uh, uh by tohan is actually uh, you might have seen him is a speaker on my tv show as well uh tohan sabmanagi has a question for us uh, rationale of trump putting out the pulling out of the paris deal this is something to i think channel uh, i saw your question sort of uh, similar to this as well uh, out of the paris deal possibly having shape and not is asking the rationale of it so that's a good question yeah. so i'll i'll go with that uh, i'll refer to it as the access hollywood tape all right i'm not yeah. going to yeah so the access hollywood tape was recorded around 15 years before donald trump first con- uh, contested as a candidate um and i think um, he before the tape got out they realized the democrats had got hold of the tape the hillary clinton campaign and he tackled it really well he before the tape came out he recorded a statement he said i am ashamed of who i was that those things which i said i'm not proud of those things and these coming out of donald trump you know it it's it means a lot because donald trump never apologizes he never he never admits he was wrong he never says i'm not proud of myself uh he he i think i think people like that i think it worked and and the republican party told him step off the ticket you're going to lose we have a big chance of winning this time and you need to get off the ticket and give ted cruz or some other candidate the chance and trump said no i know how to tackle this um and looks like the people bought his apology i think um, the fact that 52% of the women voted for him despite the tape as opposed to a woman who is a feminist and what not um so and then the paris deal um look climate change um is very real um although the paris deal look we need to assess a lot of things when we get into a deal right this paris deal has been crippling a lot of industrial activity in the united states a lot um you can't just get into that deal when a country is so dependent on energy on on um, uh natural gas on coal uh fracking uh the uh, the uh, the gdp uh energy is a very big component of america's production and gdp right um if you take one singular state minnesota 300000 jobs pennsylvania 1 million jobs right so approximately 4 to 5 million jobs these people this is the only thing they know to do right the the occupational mobility for jobs like this is very low um so the reason why uh trump pulled out of that deal is yes we can get into a deal like this but we need to make a proper transition from non renewable to renewable energy we can't just just leave those 3 million odd people destitute we can't tell them you know find some other way of employment we are going to do this because the rest of the world is doing it uh, that's exactly why 
some rust belt states industrial states that are democratic they have never voted for a republican in 50 years they voted for donald trump because they said we are tired of this we don't have jobs we are children we cannot afford to send them to school um and here we are the people we voted for they are pleasing the united nations they are pleasing other countries right when it's a huge economy transitioning from one industry to another is very expensive and it takes a long time so we, let's be fair right we'll be fair to the united states they'll transition away from it but you can't do things just you know yeah just you can't just sign documents and leave people destitute you know you can't do that that's that's true uh, well said brother and uh, while so uh, honestly that's a really really uh, i would say diplomatic take on uh, all these issues especially uh, the uh, climate agreement and i i mean I, i really like how you even though you are a fan of trump you do believe in climate change because it's very real uh, uh, because like i i like your position on these things as well so we spoke about a lot of things and we we come to the we we dragged on quite uh, longer than we were supposed to uh, but yeah. uh, we, uh, we 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 come to the end of our talk uh, today brother and i'd like to ask you know like what are your ending remarks and uh, uh, to all the all the viewers here with us today and also to everybody who will be watching this uh, recorded later on as well i mean right. uh, before before i continue brother i mean by the time the people watch this the election might be over as well so like who do you think will win and what what will happen if trump doesn't win so and and that Well. <laughs> right. I cover all of that. So first of all, Sandu, thank you very much for having me. I know your show is watched uh, watched by a lot of young people, and um, I'm pretty sure some of my friends will tune into your shows. I'm pretty sure they'll follow you because you know. Um, and also, I've got to tell. Uh, this is what I have um, to tell Sri Lankans, right? Yeah. There are things that you do not know, right? uh kamala harris who is joe biden's running mate she is an indian uh, by she's of indian descent of south indian descent and the anti sri lankan tamil diasporan forces she'll be a very accessible target in the white house having someone like that in the white house it's just you can just approach plus kamala harris she is a very polarizing character she is a very far left liberal and she will definitely bring back you, you know we thought the war is long over 10 years ago the war was over what were those resolutions coming up in the united nations just one or two years ago they are still asking out for our blood they are still crying out for our blood they want to destroy our country they want to destroy our reputation because they have not been successful in ending their wars they have been getting all countries involved whereas we we are not a very rich country we uh, you know we were actually we were uh, at one point we thought we were going to lose the war we thought they are going to declare ilam in the north but thanks to our war heroes the people who love this country these are the people who paid the ultimate price so that we are free here we are able to talk to each other like this today so if you support joe biden if you support kamala harris well i'm going to be very bold um you need to get some you know you need to do your research you need to know what they're going to do to us hillary clinton she got money from raj rajaratnam who's a big supporter of the ltte he was a hedge fund manager billionaire he supported the ltte financially a lot equally did she did he support uh, hillary clinton and who was 
who was the vice president of the administration that dragged that tried to drag us to war tribunals that was joe biden right donald trump has never he 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 puts america first right he doesn't bother us as a country he really doesn't care to be honest he really doesn't care you know he he doesn't care that's that's just the end of it because what he says is we put america first if we have time left if we have money left we'll see about other countries right so there are these um set targets such as the mcc which whichever the government comes in they need to you know get other countries to sign them to uh, you know um, develop their interests in other countries uh, other than that donald trump has been very friendly to sri lanka and what about the east attack the jihad they came and destroyed 300 Uh, 200 to 300 lives people who people were uh, killed while they were kneeling in prayer and donald trump gave a very robust response within a month he killed abu bakar al baghdadi who is the founder of isis the leader of isis and the other thing is because of the easter attack they found out that baghdadi was alive because barack obama um publicized a hoax that he was dead we killed baghdadi but he was alive because he came out with a message soon after the easter bomb easter bombings and he said well great work done you killed christians and um donald trump gave the response he uh, secretary mike pompeo clearly said this is america's fight to taking down the jihad and they contributed as much as possible and um donald trump has been perhaps the one of the friendliest presidents to sri lanka probably since ronald reagan and if you support joe biden well then you need to go get your research you need to go see what they did to our country uh, and you need to see what um, how safe we have been as a country uh, donald trump says this to all world leaders he meets right he says i put america first you need to put your countries first right i'm not going to force you to sign this deal because i know it might disadvantage you it disadvantages your country you don't have to sign this deal if you don't want it if the people feel betrayed don't sign he has been very clear he has said it to many leaders so you need i i think you need to stop judging people for the way they speak uh the way they act they some people are not politically correct they are very direct they are straightforward that doesn't make them bad people unethical people people who are off their moral compass right because media is something that can portray a righteous person as a crook and a crook as a righteous man right so don't don't judge people for what the media tells you you need to evaluate their record you need to think for yourself don't be part of this herd you know social media one disadvantage is herd the herd community right they just go in herds when you see someone getting slammed you join the crowd in slamming that person stop it it's it's not good so there are a lot of lessons to learn from donald trump he has his faults he's a human being um but where sri lanka is concerned uh, we need to put our interests first um and donald trump has been a very friendly president to sri lanka so uh, i hope america votes right because if not it's going to be a socialist takeover of their country uh, liberals they want power right they want to control your lives what they what liberal governments leftist governments they do is 
their influence over your lives how you act how much you earn what school your child goes to they want to control those things and clearly their policies have shown that so i hope america makes the right decision because they must realize that it's not america that's on the ballot it's the fate of the world and as of now i can tell you joe biden has a comfortable path uh, to reelection uh, to elect for election uh, donald trump has a very narrow path to reelection but in 2016 the odds were that he had five a uh, 5% chance in winning so the same polls are saying he has a 10% chance winning uh, let's wait and see and um, whatever happens sri lanka should maintain its neutral foreign policy it will keep us off a lot of uh, problems a lot of um, global hate and it will keep us first uh, keep us safe um so at the end of the day i'm telling everyone don't use uh you know the media as your you know final uh, tool of judgment for anyone not just politicians it's it's not right and you need to always be patriotic you need to see at every everything that happens in the world you have to first think how is this going to affect my country you need to love your country and that's very important so um i think that's the message i have for everyone well brother thank you so much and uh, speaking of uh, thinking of your own country i'd like to tell everyone there was actually a question that i i would like to answer myself uh, before we officially wrap up uh, that is why don't you talk about our country well as you all know libit sandro is only i mean if you are new here probably you don't know ஒரு <laughs> so many issues that we tackle and that are in the process of implemented as well in our having you can watch it later on chapter tv as well wednesday uh, 9 pm it's on pop tv channel number 5 and you can more more information follow me and find out and thank you so much so just answering the question faith i want to say thank you so much this has been uh, one of the most enlightening uh sessions that i have had on life with sandra it's very pretty controversial and i like and i like that i think uh, this has given me a bit of motivation to do more topics like this and uh, you know as a uh, usual i mean what's in while you know between the inspirational stories as well uh, uh you know thank you so much for uh, making give me an insight to it definitely and uh, good show i'm i'm pretty sure it's it has already touched a lot of people i see people reposting the stuff um you post the content you create and all the best and uh, thank you for everyone who thank you to everyone who um, tuned in and um, let's see good luck with everything you're doing and um, well lockdown is tough but then uh, try to make the best use of it definitely brother definitely thank you so much and uh, i i once again while thanking you i want to thank the audience as well a lovely audience thank you for watching all throughout 
uh, all of faith friends and all of my followers as well thank you guys so much love for all of for all of you for staying and for listening for this informative session uh, let's see who wins and see you on the other side faith <laughs> that's it see you